0: From the studio of Adventist World Radio, Pune.
1: A very warm welcome to you.
0: This is our international English service.
1: In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise.
0: You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually.
1: You are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope.
0: Here's a melodious song
2: is my face. and a peace that
0: no more on our programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 411037 maharashtra india
1: you can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www
0: Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song. Holy, Holy, Holy,
2: Holy, Holy, There is singing up in heaven, what the angels sing, and I expect to help them make the courts of heaven ring. see.
0: studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune.
1: We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. We have a guest speaker, Pastor Anupam Narangi, who will break the bread of life.
3: Good day, listeners. Today the talk is entitled Pardoned or Forgiven. Now, how many of you like to be forgiven for the things you have done wrong? I'm sure... All of you must have felt in your ask that, yes, I do. But you know, there's another side to it. How many of you like to forgive others? Now, that's a big question, isn't it? Today, I'm going to base my talk on the story of Jonah. Jonah and the Ninevites. And my text is taken from Jonah 4.2. It reads, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God. Slow to anger, and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Stories goes on to say that yet Nineveh, wicked though it had become, was not wholly given over to evil. He who beholdeth the son of men, in Psalms thirty-three thirteen, it says, seeth every precious thing. Job twenty-eight ten. Perceived in that city many who were reaching out after something better and higher and who, if granted opportunity to learn of the living God, would put away their evil deeds and worship him. And so in his wisdom, God revealed himself to them in an unmistakable manner to lead them, if possible, to repentance. This I took from Prophets and Kings. Pages 265 and 266. Yes, my friends, the Ninevites, though so wicked they were, there were many in the city who wanted a better life. They didn't want to live so wickedly after all. And if given an opportunity to learn about God, they would have very, very heartily accepted that. You know, the word of Lord came to Jonah Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it. But we know the story. Jonah ran away and he sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. He didn't want to do God's bidding and so he wanted to run away from him. Then the Lord sent a great wind and then sailors said to each other, Come! Let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. And the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? And Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the true Lord. So they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us, because they will really trouble. You know his answer. Pick me up and throw me into the sea, and it will become calm. And so we find that they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, And we find Jonah, once he was thrown into the sea, a huge fish prepared by the Lord came and swallowed him up. And from inside the fish, Jonah prayed, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. That's what he says later on. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto the dry land. Later we find that Jonah went to Nineveh, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. Right from the king down to the poorest, everyone believed God a fast was proclaimed and all of them from the greatest to the least they put on sackcloth and we find that God relented and did not bring on to them the destruction that he had threatened Jonah by the way waited to see what would happen to the city You know, God provided a leafy plant and made it to grow up over Jonah, to give shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. But we find that a worm chewed the plant so that it withered and died. And by this, Jonah grew faint and he wanted to die. But the Lord said, You, Jonah, have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have greater concern for this great city of mine, the city of Nineveh, in which there are more than a 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left hand, and also so many animals? Indirectly, God was trying to tell Jonah, that listen Jonah, I care for my people. And if they believe, they have a chance to be saved. You know, Jonah's story has everything. It has terror on high seas. It has attempted suicide, supernatural rescue, prophecies of doom and destruction, a shocking display of true love, everything that is but a tidy ending. There's Jonah. Farther from home than he ever expected, having traveled by ship, fish, foot, and right now sitting outside Nineveh, feeling sorry for himself, letting out the world's most selfish wail. And like no other Bible book, perhaps saved Job, another tale of someone who learns that if you debate with God, don't expect to win. You know, Jonah felt sorry for himself because he had preached that after 40 days Nineveh will be destroyed. But here he sees that instead of being destroyed, everyone was saved. And so he was feeling sorry for himself. He debated with God and he lost because God told him that he loves to save his own. Now we are left with countless unanswered questions. How did Jonah's half-hearted, hellfire and damnation street preaching manage to touch the hearts of so many people? Whatever happened to those Ninevites anyway? Especially considering that the Babylonians reduced their city to rubble only a few generations later. Why would God send someone so prejudiced to preach to people he so despised? Just how much and for how long did the Ninevites change their ways and how much did they ever understand God? Did Jonah ever eat fish again? We are left with one answer. And that answer is, it's a God thing. A God Jonah knew all too well. A gracious and compassionate God slow to anger, and abounding in love. A God who relents from sending calamity. You can read this in Jonah 4.2. God saves whom He chooses. And if He had His way, that would be everybody. No sin is too wretched to be forgiven. No sinner so far gone that they can't be saved. Jonah had to learn the same lesson as the prophet Samuel, Peter, and most of the rest of us. First 1 Samuel 16.7 reads, People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord, He looks at the heart. Jonah may be a shrimpy book compared to some other books of the Bible, but it's packed with some real jumbo themes. As you explore Jonah's themes, think about such issues as God's love and care for the most sinful people and the most stubborn, just what it takes for God to save us, the importance of seeing others as God sees them. Here is an illustration. Anna, she got straight A's in her class. She sang in the school choir, and she prided herself on being involved in the church. Anna's sister, Heather, loved playing sports and hanging out with friends, but did the least she could to get away within school. If Anna got A's, Heather would get C's and D's and she would be very content. Her parents sometimes talked with Heather about her goals for the future, but Heather assured them she'd figure that out later. Anna knew her parents didn't have a favourite, but she was pretty sure that they were just a little more proud of her than of her sister. She was the one who stayed home to help paint the porch while Heather went to the amusement park. She was the one who cooked and delivered lunch and dinner when Aunt Margaret broke her leg. Heather, she just went and visited Aunt Margaret, but she didn't help her out at all. The Saturday night before the annual family road trip, Anna stayed up working on a college application, while Heather stayed out far past her pre-trip curfew. When Anna headed to bed, she found her mom still waiting up. When her mom woke her up at five to start packing the car, Anna blurted out, Are you going to ground Heather? Somehow, being grounded in the middle of the family vacation sounded like a particularly fitting punishment. But her mom just said, Heather and I have talked and have made some decisions. And frankly, Anna, it's none of your business. Anna grumbled to herself as she put on her slippers. Why did their parents have to let Heather get away with everything? Self-righteousness. Why are others' faults so easy to see when our own are invisible to us? It's hard seeing the world through someone else's eyes when we are blind to our own faults. How can you say to your brothers, You remember in Matthew 7, 3 to 5? Let's read it together. Let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Jonah challenges our preconceptions of God's judgment. Our prejudices about non-Christians and what's in our hearts, he reminds us that there's no room in heaven for self-righteousness. For only by God's grace can any of us, saint or sinner, preacher or plumber, Christian or Muslim, be saved. We'll make it to heaven because God loved us. And when God came knocking, we opened the door to let him in. Jonah also reminds us that it's often those who are closest to God, those who have grown up learning their memory verses and attending good Christian schools, who have the most to learn about God. When the Ninevites saw their need for God, God's own prophet kept running the other direction. Jonah thought he had an edge because he kept God's law while the Ninevites knew only evil. But he had forgotten the foundation. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Luke 10, 27 Yes, my friends, in Jonah's story, we learn that self-righteousness can get us nowhere. Remember Jonah? He thought he was much better than the Ninevites. He wanted them destroyed, but he forgot about the love and the grace of God. Today, you and I have to understand what the love and grace of God is for us. And let us turn away like the Ninevites did accept god's grace accept his love and let's walk according to the way he expects us to do let's not try to point fingers at others but rather than that look at ourselves and be good followers of god let's bow our heads for prayer thank you dear heavenly father for giving us this beautiful lesson In which you have taught us, dear God, that self righteousness will get us nowhere. Bless us so that we may be able to open our arms and accept your grace and your love, so that we be saved in the kingdom which you have prepared for us. Thank you, dear God, for listening to my prayer. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen.
2: or gold, I'd rather have him than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or
1: have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you are always welcome to write to us
0: Adventist Media Center Post Box 1446 Market Yard Pune 411037 Maharashtra, India
1: And you can email us at HelenRichesV at gmail.com. Helen Riches V. At gmail.com. H E L E N R I C H E S V. At gmail.com.
0: You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism CDE 000 or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is Plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine
1: three. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com H E L E N R I C H E S V at Gmail dot com.
0: We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org This is David
1: And I am Madhuri Signing off at AWR
0: Do join us again along with your family and friends
1: Till then, we wish you
0: Goodbye goodbye and and God God bless.
1: bless